to Holistically You podcast. My name is Sam and I am your host. This is a holistic destination for athletes, foodies, and health seekers just like you who want to live a more wholesome life. My mission is to create conversations that will help you boost your performance, life, and overall health through food, natural remedies, and mindset changes. So follow along with me to change your health for the better and become a happier, wholer you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Whatever day you're listening to this on, I hope you're having a great day, great start to the day. Hope you had a great week last week, and cheers to the new week. So, this week, I'm really excited because we get right into it. We get started with the actual first episode of a specific topic, and today is all around Healthy Habits 2021. So, We're going to get right into it, go over some specific things of what you can do, what I'm going to do, and then I'm going to get into some of the things that you guys shared with me that you're going to keep up with this year as well. So I'm really excited. If you listened to last week's, I'm really grateful for you. Thank you for all your feedback. I'm excited to get this rolling again and get a little more comfortable behind the mic. So let's get right into today's. So I learned something really valuable at the end of the year last year, and it was as the the coming closing months of the year were happening, I kept hearing it more and more, and like wherever I I was searching on the internet, if I was listening to something, they kept kind of repeating. It was like a mantra that just kept popping up into my life, and it was, your thoughts control your reality. And it seems really simple, and at first I'm like, yeah, like obviously I know that. But the more I started to put into practice, the more I started to like see that that's that's really true and, and that really holds up. And so this year I really wanted to take that over and take it into practice. And I decided to write down all the things I was reflecting on the year and I started to write down all the things that I achieved last year. And then like three little things, like three things that I was going to achieve this year and like three things that I want to accomplish and then my goals and my habits were centered around how I'm going to get there this year. So kind of like your thoughts re- choose your reality like I can choose. I have the choice if I want to keep up those habits or not. Because if I have thoughts that you know I I can't keep it up, like you ultimately won't. Like I won't. If I think I can't do it, I will not do it. And if I think I will keep it up, then, you know, it's something that I can actually achieve. And I might as well set ones that I can do every day, that I want to do every day, that'll kind of get me to where I want to be. So, thought, I mean, thoughts are more powerful than we think. Like, I realize that whenever I think I can't do something, like last year, whenever I thought I couldn't do something, like, I, I never ended up doing it. And despite the odds, like, if there was something that I thought that I might be able to do it, I ended up doing it. And that was something that I reflected on in those, like, I wrote down all these things that I accomplished. And despite the crazy year of 2020 and so many, like, shit hit the fan in so many ways. But after writing those things down, I was like, I actually did a lot this year that I I didn't think that I did. And it was more just like I had a belief in myself that I could do them. So um, this year, no better way to kind of start kicking off some habits because it's a fresh start it's a fresh calendar year and I know there's a lot of hype around resolutions and everything like that but if we can kind of sit down and write like just you know I wrote 10 10 ones down but it would take forever to go through so I'm starting with five it's starting small getting bigger as the year goes on and once you can kind of see that you can achieve actually more than you think um I'm gonna get into like five ones that I'm gonna keep up and I think that other people can keep up as well um, that are little healthy habits to get me to where I want to be at the end of the year. So to wrap up my week, like I said, it was the release of the first episode and it caused a lot of anxiety in my life and in the best way possible. And I'll get to kind of touch on the end. It kind of brought up a lot lot more anxiety than I thought it would. it brought a lot of nerves, you know, there was a lot of unknown, uh, you know, it was unknown territory for me, but I would say that, I mean, it's a leap of faith that I took and I'm kind of content and proud of that for taking just kind of like this leap of faith that's put an idea that I've had in my head forever into action and it's kind of cool to see that. 
Um, I turned 22 over the week. That was exciting. I feel really uh, way more adultish than I did last year, I guess you could say. 22 is like the, the first real year. You're like, wow, okay, here we go. Here we go, life. Let's take it on. Um, so my week was, you know, filled with a lot of highs and lows. And um, I think just like the anxiety aspect of it is so on par with this this topic this week because when I felt anxious, it kind of halted me in a lot of areas. You know, I was like really preoccupied with like worrying how it went, what I said, and it caused me to be like a lot of like lose a lot of motivation in my other areas of my life. Like I wasn't as motivated to work out because I was kind of so worried and and I got really exhausted from the thoughts and then I was more tired in my workouts and and I couldn't find my center. And so when I kind of looked at the week, starting this week out, I was like, okay, let's let's refocus here. Let's get back to my goals. Let's start some habits. And yeah, I think it's just perfect timing for this episode, especially as we get far into January. And a lot of people who set resolutions, my myself included, can lose some motivation. You know, the first week it's really hyped up. Like, yes, resolutions, new year. Here we go. Here we go. And then if you miss one day, it turns into missing two days and... And then you're like, ah, whatever, I'll try next year. But let's prevent that from happening. Um, I'm going to hold myself accountable. I want you to hold yourself accountable. And let's get into some little practices that we can implement in our lives to kind of make us feel a little better, get us on the right track. So I'm going to get into some lifestyle slash food slash nutrition habits. Um, and they're really realistic, I think. And that's really... Um, really important for setting some goals. You want them specific, you want a measurable, time-bound, uh, attainable, and there's like the acronym SMART. You want your goals SMART, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound. So let's set some SMART goals. Let's get into some habits. Here we go. Number one. So this one is water first thing in the morning. And I know hydration is a big blown up topic. Yes, you always want to hydrate, always got to stay hydrated. But water first thing in the morning is a habit that I really need to get better at because it starts your day off with a boost of hydration before you're putting anything else into your body. I love starting my day this way. I avoid, or I'm trying to avoid like putting coffee in my body first because I really notice a lot of dehydration later in the day and then it's hard to play catch up right like you're shoving all this water in after your workout and after the fact that you've had like this full day and then you end up uh waking up like six times in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and then you lose sleep and then you're really tired the next day so I want to avoid that I'm going to start my day with it and how I'm going to do this is like just setting a water bottle next to my bed so when I get up in the morning, when I click my phone um, to turn off the alarm, it's right there. And I can't really have an excuse. Or you can set it in the bathroom. If you go, you know, if that's your first little thing you do in the day, um, you can set it next to your fridge. You can set it next to your coffee pot so you can actually drink it while the coffee is brewing. Um, whatever is going to get you to to see the water and to be your cue your mind to kind of take a sip first. Um, it's also going to kickstart your digestion first thing in the morning. So putting water the first thing in your body before food, before anything else, it can really just kickstart that digestion process to, to kind of wake your body up, wake your organs up and um, get it on the right foot. And then you can kind of actually tell if you're hungry for breakfast, you know, how you're feeling um, going through the day that way and uh, you can really space it out. So I'm gonna try to drink like a full water bottle first thing, water first thing in the morning. Uh, hydration is important, but it's also important when you hydrate. So I know a lot of people, myself included, who work out in the morning and or work out midday. And if I'm not hydrated for that, like I said in the last episode, your performance is majorly going to be at a deficit already. So let's just get ahead of it, shall we? Okay. That's number one. Pretty brief. Going into number two, this one's my favorite. This one I think is the most important for getting my day started on the right note. That would be to not look at your phone 
first thing when you wake up. So this is probably, yeah, this, like I said, it's probably the toughest one of them all. It's my favorite one because I know it's going to be a challenge and um, we're busy people. I mean, we have emails to read, text to answer, social media to catch up on. Like, it's our life. Our life is on our phone. Our alarms are on our phone. It's pretty hard to avoid, but when you think about, like, are you really starting your day on the best note? Like, when I think about it, I'm... it almost puts me in a like fight or flight right away in the morning. And what's interesting about when you wake up is that your um, cortisol is a stress hom- hormone. And when you wake up, it's at its highest. So your stress is already elevated in the morning. Your cortisol is already at a high level. If you're getting all this external stimuli by looking at your phone and checking your email and seeing what you have to do to the day, like do for the day and if you had a plan for the day and it gets sidelined because something else pops up, I mean, you're you're constantly thinking about all this stuff that that is not really right and present with you in this given moment. So, um, yeah, this causes a lot of stress. Uh, it ceases a lot of your digestion because you're in that fight or flight, uh, go, go, go mode. And it puts me into like a tunnel vision. I don't know if anyone else can relate to that, but it's like I'm hyper-focused on what I'm looking at and I'm scrolling down and I'm seeing this email chain or I'm seeing this text and I'm like, oh, I forgot to do that yesterday. I need to do this first thing. It, it just like, I don't know, it doesn't set me up for the best best possible mindset to start the day. It doesn't really start my day with a sense of peace. Yeah, this is something that I'm definitely going to work on. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a really busy person, and I the last few weeks actually have started to implement this a little at a time because it takes a while for a habit to catch on. It really does. Um, they say it takes about 17 to 21 days on average to, to really get a habit to stick. So for the past few weeks, I've been trying this, trying not to look at it, and I am a go, go, go person. I mean, my days are booked solid, and... I still have found time not to look at my phone. And where I really got this habit was, was I think I was listening to a podcast and David Asprey, he's the CEO of Bulletproof Coffee and that whole um, organization, it's amazing. But he is, I mean, he's definitely busier than me. And he he goes like a half hour to an hour without looking at his phone in the morning. He his, has his whole routine and he takes his kids to school and um, he doesn't even do that. And so I'm like, well, if he can do it, you know, maybe I can do it. And it doesn't even matter how long. It's just like, if I start my day with five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, working up to a half hour without it, I mean, and without the social media aspect, I mean, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be doable. And I've already noticed a different in, difference in my anxiety. I mean, when I'm on my phone and looking at you know, all these external stimuli, I'm eating my breakfast faster, I'm rushing, I'm getting rid of all the things that I like plan to do in the beginning, I'm just like focusing on what I'm seeing right away, and um, yeah, I've started a, a new little habit to kind of prevent that, and I'm noticing that I'm eating my breakfast a lot slower, more mindful, I'm sipping my coffee instead of like chugging it, um, and what I've been doing is I've been waking up, turning off my alarm on my phone, Um, And I actually set this like app timer. I think Apple, you can do it. And I don't turn my apps on until like seven. So when I wake up at six, you know, a lot of my messages, Instagram, email, they're all turned off. And I literally have to go through like three steps in order to like get through them. So I can, I mean, it's possible for me to check whatever, but I have to hit like ignore limit, you know, remind me in 15 minutes, like stuff, stuff like that. It's just a hassle. So I've been waking up, I've been drinking water, I've been trying to, and then, you know, I get my coffee, I get my little pre-workout snack together, I sit at my desk, and um, I'll look at my sleep data, like my aura ring, I have this aura ring that tracks my sleep, and I look at the data, I write it down, like my sleep, kind of how I'm feeling in my bullet journal, and then I plan out my day, and I also, I have this this really specific horoscope app and that this has been new this year and it's kind of fun it's called co-star astrology and if you're not into that that's cool um this one is just really specific to like your birth time and like the actual day it's not like one of those general ones and it just it gives me like little introspective things on like 
who I am as a person and what I can kind of do to challenge some mindset blocks that I have. It's, it's really cool. I mean, it's, you can find a meditation app, you can find a religious app, a prayer app, a quote app. I mean, whatever, you can even get away from the apps altogether and read a book or something, but it it puts a lot of perspective on my day and it gives me a lot of introspective time to kind of reflect on who I am and what I want to accomplish this day or this week. And that's been working out really well and I'm really excited to keep it up but I think that like not being bombarded with that comparison or that those tasks um, that necessarily aren't as important as you think they are taking 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes to just kind of be, be there and present for you I think is it's gonna start off the year so much better because we I mean there's so much like shitty news going on excuse my language but there's so much like sad and just disappointing news going on right now and it's really easy to like get bombarded and get so down about it and let's start off start off our days with a positive note I mean I'm that is my number one priority this year is just starting my day positive because I can carry that through and even if I find one little thing that I'm looking forward to the day um that's more than that's more than enough so um yeah, this one, this one's important. This one's challenging, but let's do it. So that's number two. So number three, I've decided to combine a little. These all have to do with nutrition and food and cooking. And I kind of had them laid out in different steps, but really they blend together. So it's uh, satisfying your cravings with healthy alternatives, cooking your meals at home, and uh, just adding more fruits and vegetables into your diet in any little way possible, like sneaking them in in little ways. So I'll go through some examples of like healthy swaps. Um, And these are all obviously um, in your control and you are cooking. So that goes along with that. And it's a, all these swaps are a little way to get in some nutrients. So they all kind of go hand in hand. I'm really excited about this one because this one's fun and this one I've experienced with and the or experimented with in the past like year or so just getting more creative in the kitchen and and having a lot more fun with it because I think that in the past I never looked at food as something that was fun it was always like fear provoking um because I didn't know what to do and you know I I felt like I couldn't have this and I couldn't have that and it, it just was more mundane than anything else and it and it even social situations cause a lot of fear, but at the end of the day, as I've grown a lot, um, grown a lot in the process of just eating and nutrition and fueling your body, um, I've learned to appreciate it a lot more. I've learned to appreciate home cooking, and I use it as like a therapeutic kind of thing, and it can really be fun, and you don't have to actually restrict the stuff that you have because if you want like a pizza or you want pasta, like there's a way to make it at home in a different way, maybe a healthier way, maybe a little more nutrients in there than like a store-bought way, but it gets you to kind of learn what you're putting into your body, and I love that. So that's something this year that I'm definitely going to work on, like getting more creative in the kitchen. I already have, but we always have room to grow, Um, so I've come a long way in the last one or two years, but um, I still, I still have some more things that I want to accomplish and things I want to do with it and and a little bit more closer more lenient relationship with it so let's go into kind of uh, how you can start cooking at home and then we can get right into the examples of little healthy swaps that you can do so first off I know cooking is a little bit intimidating right and uh, you know it's I think the whole meal prep and cooking at home and it it seems to me it seems very intimidating I always see it on Instagram and I feel like I should be doing it and I feel like on Sunday I should be booking five to six hours and prepping my meals for the week to be healthy and the pinnacle of health and I've kind of learned that it's not really realistic for me like I said I'm super busy like I don't have five to six hours to spare in the kitchen I really don't and then it becomes stressful a stressor rather than a stress relief. Um, so what I've been doing that's actually been working out really well is I do it in a sustainable way. Like I cook things 
I cook more servings of things. So when I have the time to cook, I'll cook like a full huge sweet potato. I'll save half of it. I cook like two salmon fillets and I throw one in the fridge after I've prepped the other one. And I cook like two cups of broccoli and then I pack the rest up and I just have like one cup and then boom, like I have another meal for tomorrow, like sweet potato, broccoli, salmon, like whatever. So um, I don't even have to think about cooking some days because I just take care of it when I have the time. And that's been something that's worked out really well for me. So you can just prep like two to three meals at once and you can buy in bulk. I mean, you can uh, save it. It doesn't have to be like that boring chicken, rice, broccoli every single day. Chicken, rice, broccoli. Like that gets really old really fast and it doesn't add a lot of variety to your diet either. Um, but it gets so fun once you like throw ingredients in there and you know, maybe one day you have like a ginger soy, soy sauce, like salmon. And the next day you have like a lemon garlic salmon, you know, you can switch up the, the seasonings too. And, um, seasonings are something that I've really gotten into as well. And they can definitely boost that taste. You might think like healthy things don't necessarily taste good. Like I'd rather have, you know, my whatever, but if you spice it up, throw some seasonings on there. It's game changing. So Let's go through breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, ideas of ways you can kind of sneak in nutrients, easier ways to cook them, and let's get creative in the kitchen. So let's start out with breakfast. So typically I will have oatmeal, toast, eggs, smoothies, baked goods, um, and these are all fairly simple, quick things. Like I, I don't have time to make a gourmet breakfast. I really don't. So oatmeal I've been starting to cook it on the stovetop the last few years and that's game changing because I throw in fruit in there throw in berries I throw I mash a banana in there I throw some chia seeds in there you know you can put like a little peanut butter on top and for extra nutrient boost um you can really get creative with it and throw spices in there too so instead of buying like your pre-packaged um oatmeal just get rolled oats and then throw cinnamon on top pumpkin spice nutmeg just have fun with it um toast you can get a different variety of toast than you if you get like white bread you can get like a sprouted nice sourdough or a wheat whole wheat toast throw some peanut butter on there or some avocado and then you can add fruit that way so you can chop up some berries put them on top chop up some bananas you can have a side of berries you can have spinach on your avocado toast throw an egg on there um that those are some ways to kind of sneak in nutrients with that typical staple um smoothies come on now that's the best way to get in a ton of things without tasting them so i stick in spinach in there ton of frozen fruit i put chia seeds in there a protein powder um, to get a little extra energy boost i can top it with granola i can top it with more fruit i mean that is a great way to get in veggies too so big goods as well i stick in like now i make like banana muffins or zucchini bread or something like that so I mean, you really can sneak in any way. Like, throw throw some berries on the side. Throw some fruit on the side. Have a... End it with, like, a half a grapefruit. Something like that. So, um... Oh, and chop veggies in your eggs. Because I know eggs is a really popular one. So, you can just chop them up and cook them, scramble them, make an omelet, something like that. Um, just add some variety. It doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be, um... You know, anything like that. You don't have to eat less. You can just eat more with adding fruits and vegetables to it. So those are some breakfast ideas. Moving on to lunch. Um, I could be straight up real with you guys. I'm not good at lunch. Yeah, I, I, I haven't figured it out. I'm a dietetics major and it pains me to say it, but I don't have good lunches. Partly because every half the year, every year, I have a 12 to four practice basically. So that makes it hard to have like a full lunch before and then by the time four o'clock hits, I'm like, I'm almost going to eat dinner. Like, why would I need a full lunch right now? So that's something I need to work on. If you have lunch ideas, send them my way and I'll maybe try to come up with like a healthy alternative for them because yeah, it's difficult. I guess sandwiches are like the norm, maybe. You could throw some veggies on that. Um, I You can always 
<clears throat> throw like veggies on the side of whatever lunch you're having. So like carrot sticks and hummus. Um, you can have berries on the side, like I said, fruit. You can pack a banana with your lunch. You can pack an apple with your lunch. Um, you don't have to have chips or, you know, anything like that. If you want pretzels, like make a little healthy trail mix. Like put some nuts in it. Put with some dried fruit that's only fruit without added sugar, mind you. Look at the ingredients on those little prepackaged stuff that you buy. But I really have side ideas for lunch, I guess. I guess we're coming to the conclusion that I need to work on my main dishes because I usually just have a snack before practice and a snack after practice. And let me tell you, that gets really old really fast because you start to lose your energy there. So I'm going to work on that this year. Yeah, I definitely am. Um, going right into snacks, speaking of, this is a fun one because you can really pair them and kind of create variety in your pairings. And you can also use a fruit or a vegetable to pair with something that you'd normally have. So I used to, I used to get super hungry after I'd, I'd have snacks because I'd have like one little granola bar or like one little tiny banana or one small apple. And then it's like 30 minutes later, I'm like, when's dinner you know so I think a huge challenge for me has been boosting my snacks a little bit um but it's also kind of created a way for for me to sneak in some more fruits and vegetables so you can do like carrots and hummus or pretzels and pepper slices or like apple and a handful of nuts or banana and peanut butter that's a really good one on the go i know there's like packets that you can get that are like a natural runny peanut butter and you could just put on your banana um you can even do like dark chocolate and berries that's a good one that's a good night snack because it's like really satiating but you're also getting a little like a little boost of something sweet but not too sweet and you feel really good after you don't feel too full I know something dietitians have recommended to me um, would be to have like a little bowl of Greek yogurt or something like that and put some granola on top. That's like a really great calcium boosting, um, but also a little iron, um, just a good carbohydrate, fat, protein mix before you go to bed or something like that. So snacks are kind of fun. Get creative with it. Prep some stuff in the beginning of the week. Um, like I said, like you can take a variety of nuts and lay them out in baggies for the week and then put like an apple with them one day, banana with them the other day. Uh, do some carrots, switch up the hummus type that you have, switch up like maybe pack cucumbers one day. I mean, really, it's something that I have to work on because a lot of times I've just been after practice just packing a clip bar and then hoping that holds me over through lift and another aqua jogging session and a team meeting and then boom I come home and I'm like oh I cannot wait for dinner and then my stomach is honestly kind of hurts to have dinner because I've been so hungry all day that now I'm getting this huge dinner in and it's not that comfortable so snacks are a great way to kind of fight off that like too full feeling during a meal Um, but they're getting something in throughout the day so you can get really creative with them. I need to get better at this. I'm going to read these pairings and actually start to prep them myself. So um, yeah, snacks are a great way to have in between meals. Um, I do have one before I go to bed or I would say like around like eight o'clock. I don't think there's anything wrong with eating after dinner. I know there's a huge stigma around that, but nah, nah, I need my nutrients when I sleep. So Um, going into dinner, this one's a popular one because this one I get in all my veggies, pretty much. It's literally like my time to shine with the veggies. So, you know, think of some staples like pizza, pasta, stir fry. What do you usually go out for? Think about it and try to create a healthy alternative way. Pizza, fine, make your own crust or buy a pre-made crust that's like a whole grain or a vegetable source buy really quality pasta sauce put some dairy-free cheese on it throw the veggies on top I mean I layer mine with spinach and I chop up peppers and mushroom and onion and it's so good I mean it tastes better because you put in the work for it you know um when you go through all that to preheat the oven and chop the veggies put it on top I mean it's fun but also it's like yeah I did that I know exactly what's going into my body and you can feel really good and still have your favorite foods you don't even need to cut out pizza 
pasta i find that a great way to sneak in veggies i chop up my veggies i saute them i throw them in it adds a lot of bulk to it i also have like a plant-based pasta so i have like lentil or um like chickpea pasta or something like that and it's game changing and i use a really quality tomato sauce and i don't even have yeah i don't i'm i'm not afraid of pasta because it's a great way to get in a lot of nutrients um Stir fry is a really great way. I mean, I just have way more veggies than I would on a normal stir fry that I buy at the store or something. And then I can cook it in like coconut aminos or like a liquid aminos instead of like a high sodium soy sauce. I can create my own. I've been doing like a coconut amino with lime juice, ginger, red pepper flakes, a little honey, garlic, minced garlic. And I whisk that up and I throw it over the stir fry and it is so good and then I throw in like a nice quality pasture raised chicken or I put tempeh or tofu on that so um again like just find little ways to sneak in veggies you can hide them in anything literally you can grind like if you put spinach on a pot like a pan it shrinks like and you can barely taste it it shrinks right up and you can put like a two cups in there and will be equivalent to like a fourth of a cup in in size so those are some great ways it's going to boost your nutrient profile for the day add bulk to your meals without adding a lot of energy and you're going to feel like your skin's going to really clear up it's going to make you feel fresh it's going to save you some money because eating out you may think you're doing yourself a favor by like saving time in your schedule but i guarantee your wallet is not thanking you because you can get so much more at the grocery store you can get a whole bulk thing you can just shop right and do it so budget friendly and um ultimately create the same meal so this is number three it was a combo of cooking in the kitchen boosting your nutrient profile i think this one's fun i think i'm gonna work on this one this year because it can always be a challenge so that's number three moving into number four this one has to do with exercise so it's moving your body but i'm gonna put a little asterisk next to it it's doing it in a way that is balanced that's listening to your body giving yourself grace but still like at the end of the day you're still moving your body so let me just dive into that kind of explain what i just kind of said there because I don't even know. Um, I literally, let me start out by saying I literally had the worst day of anxiety yesterday out of this whole week. I mean, I was like scrolling through Instagram. I was comparing. I was thinking like, oh my God, why did I say that in the episode last week? Like, oh my gosh, why did, you know, I was having those moments like, oh, like, why did I say that? Or why did I do that? Or I wish I could go back and change that. And, and it was really becoming overwhelming, like I said, where it made me feel really unmotivated. And I had this like workout scheduled and I didn't want to do it. I mean, I was like debilitated almost. I was literally sitting on my bed, like, I do not want to do this. And <clears throat> the gym was closing at five and I had to go in. It was like 3.30 and I was like, I have an hour workout I have to go like I have to go right now or, or or I wouldn't have been able to go I mean my coach would have been a little disappointed that I didn't really stick through to the training plan that I had I would have been disappointed in myself if I hadn't because what if I would have gotten a burst of motivation at 6 p.m. and I couldn't have done it so I went in and you know once I went in and I got through the warm-up oh my gosh did I feel better and I just had this moment of clarity like I realized that everything's gonna work out I don't want to rush things like I was getting really down about where my running was at because I'm doing a lot less than I typically do because I'm coming back from injury and I realized like I cannot rush this it doesn't have to be successful every day it's just getting towards the end goal and I got I, I moved I got my mind stimulated I felt great and Sometimes you just have to listen to your body, but know that like when a body is in motion, it tends to stay in motion and a body at rest tends to stay at rest. So I wanted to stay at rest in my bed. Let me tell you, I wanted to so bad. But once I moved and I made the moves to go there, 
I felt so much better. My anxiety cleared up. And it was just really relieving to know that I followed through with my word. And I think that there can be a disconnect. This is why exercise is so complicated, right? Because I can go ahead and preach that I did an hour elliptical workout and I felt so much better. But that can be taken to the extreme. And I look at my old self and I thought... And I think that maybe I overcompensated, I overexercised in order to beat my anxiety, but it wasn't doing me any good because on some days where I really didn't want to move that much and when my body was screaming at me to rest, I would just push through it and it would just raise my anxiety even more. And what I mean by move your body is that just move it like in any way. I don't care if it's going out for a walk around your block. I don't care if it's walking your dog a little like a half mile. I don't care if it's going to the grocery store, walking around the store, cooking in your kitchen, like move your body in natural ways. But sitting on your bed sometimes, sometimes, yeah, that's needed. But when you have things to do, you're going to feel better if you do them. And you're going to feel better when you accomplish them. And I think there's like a huge, like one side of the spectrum versus the other, where you could just listen to yourself and, and not do anything or you can overdo it, and I want to find, this year I really want to find that balance of like, listening to my body, maybe I'm tired one day, but it doesn't mean that I don't have to do anything, it doesn't mean that I literally can stop my life, and stop my training, disregard my coach's orders, and not do anything just because I don't feel like it, and I felt a lot better when I worked out, but I didn't kill myself to work out as hard as I possibly could, and I don't know, I think I think knowing the difference between overtraining and just lack of motivation um, is a place to start and starting small workouts, getting bigger, like I said, listen to a podcast or music around your block, do a YouTube ab workout, like run one mile, maybe walk half mile, run half mile. It can be little, it can be big. I mean, you can do it for as long as you have time for, but move every day and like hold yourself accountable to that. Move every day. But remember make it attainable make it realistic and plan out what you can do you know maybe you do three runs a week maybe you do one run a week and then the rest of the days you either try to walk or you do a youtube workout but set your set yourself up for success in the beginning of the week and say i'm going to move my body in this way this way this way if i don't feel good i'll switch that to thursday thursday if i'm feeling really good i'll boost it up a little i'll take it up like 15 minutes that's, I mean, that resolution is simple, move your body, but you can learn a lot about yourself, you can learn what workouts you like, you don't like, stuff like that, so I really, I really just noticed that my anxiety was so high, I was feeling horribly unmotivated, but once I did it, I felt so much better, and I was really ready to start the week, so that is one that I really want myself and you to work on is just moving your body and learning about your body and learning how it moves and why it likes to move and how you feel after you move and um, getting your day off or ending it on the right note. So that is number four. Number five is a little different. It's more of like a lifestyle habit. It's more a a reflection habit, but this is one that I'm going to do going to try to do every day and I love it so it's it's has something to do with writing so you write these three things down every day number one what am I grateful for number two what did I fail at today and number three what is one act of kindness I can do to better someone else's day they're powerful they're simple, but they're powerful, and I'll, I'll repeat them in a second, but you can't be, like, a rude person and be full of gratitude. Like, it just, it doesn't add up. It doesn't. You, you can't be grateful for your life and still rude to other people, and, you know, you can't be so caught up in yourself that you forget about other people either, and I noticed that in the past few years when I've been so having an unhealthy relationship with myself, with food, with exercise, I focus on me and that's one of my biggest regrets out of the whole thing is just it was I was so in my head that I forgot about the other people around me and I wasted so many years I'm not gonna say I wasted but 
there were so many years in my life where I could have been living for other people in addition to living for myself, but it's hard. I mean, I'm going to give myself some grades. It's hard. I was so in my head and the thoughts weren't mine. They were, they were taking control of me, but I would never reflect on what I was actually grateful for in my life and how I could better someone else's day and take myself out of my own head and, you know, just get through the day and, and do it with knowing that I, I help someone else's day as well and, and challenging myself too. Like, what did I fail at today? That's a powerful one. So it's, what am I grateful for? What did I fail at today? What is one act of kindness I did today to do, to better someone else's day? And yeah, I I love that failure one because you don't think about it. I mean, last week I would consider the podcast. I would, the amount of times that I woke up thinking, oh my God, why did I say that? Like, I would look at that as a failure probably because, you know, I I wasn't perfect. I didn't do it perfectly. I I babbled a little bit too much, but I, I went for it and no one can take that away from me. And you may be starting something now, you're afraid to do it. But if you didn't, if you don't fail at something, it means you didn't even try in the first place. And I think I apply this to my races. I apply this to like school. I apply this to anything in my life that I'm trying to do. If I go to a race and I fail at it, if I didn't do my goal and I set what I set out for myself to do, I freaking went for it. You know, if I was like, I'm in lap like 11, I'm just going to make the biggest move and I'm going to throw all my energy out there and go for it and see how how long it lasts me and if I do that and it doesn't go well I end up running out of energy and I kind of crash at the end I freaking tried and I yeah I like this one I I heard these these are also some things that I heard on the on a podcast as well but I just love them because it really gets you to reflect on what you're really truly grateful for in your life it reflects in it helps you challenge yourself a little bit like what did I fail at today there's such a negative connotation around failure but when I really think about it it's like it's such a powerful thing if I failed it means I tried and if I tried it means I'm brave and I want to be brave so let's be brave this year and then one act of kindness I mean that's that's awesome you can be kind, you can be a kind individual on like an autopilot mode and a subconscious level and you just, yeah, you just naturally how you are. But sometimes if you like go out of your way and you really just make an effort to do at least one act of kindness, you're like cueing to yourself that if I did this one act of kindness for someone else and then it spreads to them and then they do one thing, thing for another, I mean, you really catapult this whole wave of positivity for those around you. So I love that as well. So this is number five is a reflection habit, write these three things every day. And I'm going to hold myself accountable to that because I think it's really cool. So these are the five things. Now I'm going to get into what you guys told me you're going to do. The perfect one to start out with um, is journaling. So I'm so glad you guys gave me this feedback. It really helps me out to know that what other people are doing and kind of a lot of them were similar to what I'm going to be trying to do. And I think that's so cool to see. So someone said to journal every day. This goes right along with that reflection habit. And uh, they just said more often too. You don't have to do it every day. Just every so often kind of reflect and, and see how you're feeling. And I think it's really important for knowing why things happen or what happened in your life and you can really look back and reflect on that so I I really like that one somebody said plant over processed so eating more plants in their life and I love this I think it's really important for learning exactly what's going into your body I think it's really important for making you feel your freshest self and um yeah I love this I think so too sometimes I you know I have these processed like bars when I'm on the go so much or I'll have like these processed snacks just because they're so much easier and they're like hash or hashtag they're quote-unquote um healthy I would say like I buy like the healthier snacks but still like the process has a little extra sodium in it it doesn't you know it has added flavors it has added salt and stuff like that so yeah I love this I think this is this one is like really learning about what you're putting into your body and it's also plant over process such like a broad statement that it's like 
not like I'm going to fully go plant-based and try this whole new thing because sometimes you can lose motivation that way. So again, starting small, working bigger. Yeah, I really like this one. Um, somebody said positive self-talk right from the moment you wake up. Absolutely love this. Absolutely love this one because I think it goes, this one goes hand in hand with like the not looking at your phone. If you're not looking at the, f the phone or like if you're looking at all these external stimuli, like I always say, it's not your own thoughts. Like really, when you think about it, when you're scrolling through Instagram, it's not your own thoughts. You're taking in so much that you're not being able to talk to yourself. You're not being able to boost yourself up for the day, get your day started. So positive self-talk right when you wake up. Yeah, I really like that one gets your day started on the right note and when you have a better outlook on yourself for the day you're ultimately going to have a better day I think so so this one I need to need to work on not that having that negative Nancy voice in my head like oh you have to do this and how can you fit this all in and you know like giving yourself grace like I can do this like this day is going to work out how I want to um I'm really excited for this event that I have at 1 p.m. I think it's going to go awesome it's going to challenge me you know, whatever. I think I have this assignment and I'm going to kill it. I'm going to turn it in on time. Whatever. I think, yeah, that's that's an awesome one. Um, someone said not wasting your energy around someone who doesn't make you feel your best. Yeah. Yeah, this one's important. Surrounding yourself with like-minded people and surrounding yourself with people who, you, who lift you up. Yeah, that's, I mean, 2021... We have no time for people who drag us down anymore. I do not have the time of day. I wasted so many years listening to people who didn't have my best, best interests in mind and they just brought down my energy or they just complained all the time and it just like soaks into, you know, you just take on those emotions and it's hard to filter out. I mean, when you're, you know, maybe it's someone in your family, maybe it's someone in your circle, direct circle of friends. But if you could limit your time around them, yeah, I like that. Not wasting your energy. If, if they are talking to you, I mean, don't give them the whole time of day, you know? Maybe just nod your head and let them know that you're listening to them, but you're not going to take on the emotions that they just poured onto you. So I like that one. That one's something that I need to work on because I get so sucked in to, to someone who's, like, ultimately, like, just laying everything on me, but... It's important to be there for people at the same time, too, but if it becomes too much of a habit, it can really, really take a toll on your mental health as well. So, I like that one. Um, someone said, not justifying your intake based on your activity level. Wow. Yes. Um, I feel like, yeah, you're in my brain because I... Yeah, the deserve method, I guess I could call it, because there's been a time, like, I, I used to run pretty high mileage compared, well, obviously compared to right now, because I'm injured, but um, it was one of the highest ones, like, on the team, and every time I got a bump in mileage, I felt like I could eat more, because I could deserve it, so, like, if I ran 11 miles, it's like, oh, I can eat regular pasta, because, like, I did that today, or, oh, yeah, I can have a sweet treat, because, like, duh I ran I had a long run today and that that only goes so far because what happens when you get sidelined right I'm not doing I'm not doing the amount of mile I didn't run 11 miles today I can guarantee I'm only doing about three today when I go to practice I it was really hard for me when I first started getting into the inju injury regime because I couldn't justify my intake anymore I couldn't say oh I, I can have this because I'm not doing as much when in reality I'm healing and I'm cross-training, I probably need even more than I did before because I'm healing a bone. But yeah, that, that mindset, even when I was like, cool, like better, had a better relationship with food um, last year, I still found myself doing that. So it's a challenge. Um, I like that. Yeah, not justifying your intake based on your activity levels. Like I would say more so like putting it into a phrase like I deserve this now because... You never know what can happen in life. You can get sidelined, you know, you can get, you can have a new activity brought in your life and when you're injured, you're sitting there thinking like, can, does that mean I don't deserve anything? Because I'm literally not doing anything right now. And you still need to eat. 
and you still need to train and uh or you still need to have food for when you start to train again so yeah that's a pretty powerful one <clears throat> someone said eat healthier and try new recipes using my fitness pal to track overall fitness yes i think trying new recipes is super a super fun way to kind of get in more nutrients and expand in the kitchen have fun with it um it's a way to eat healthier first and foremost because you can ultimately choose what's going into your food um i'm not a fan of my fitness pal i think it's, if you're starting out it's a great tool because you can learn about what you're having right i don't like it because i don't track calories or macros or anything it's not really a good healthy thing for me to do because i get so caught up in the numbers um, but if you're starting out, she said track your overall fitness. So, yeah, that's a that's a good way to <clears throat> see how much you're doing, see how much you're expanding or expending every day. It's a really good um, knowledge tool and a really good uh, educational tool. I think when you're first getting out into like healthy eating and um, more exercise, you can see what you're doing, see how you're feeling after what you've intaked and stuff. But if it stresses you out too much to track it and feel like you need to track it perfectly then eh, you know you can you can eventually wean off of it and do it intuitively but if you're starting out by all means that's awesome if that's going to be a way to keep you accountable that is fantastic so good for you um someone said cycle at least ooh, cycle at least three times a week i love this because I actually just started cycling when I first got injured I needed something that got my heart rate up so I joined cycle bar because my roommate brought me one day and I'm obsessed with it like I actually am and all my teammates know this because I talk about it all the time I'm like yeah I went to cycle bar this morning at seven I try to go three times a week too because it really it really gets your heart rate up I never used to like it so three times a week like that's awesome good for you because you're not forcing yourself to do it every day but you're doing it sometimes and you're trying to keep a consistent schedule so that's a really good one um someone said complete a bullet journal each day <laughs> hydrate more and limit time they spend on social media yes oh my gosh you just agreed with everything that i said in the beginning of this i well first of all First of all, I have a bullet journal. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. It gets me so creative. It holds me accountable to my goals. Hydrate more. Love that. You can always hydrate more. Um, and then limiting the time spent on social media. Yeah, that's going to be a really good one this year. Because I just think there's so much out there that everyone's soaking up and reading. And it's not fun sometimes. So sometimes you need a break. You need to give yourself some grace. Be okay with sitting with yourself. And yeah, I'm definitely going to work on all these things too. Because so relevant to my life. Um, somebody said, big morning stretches before anything else in the day. I like this one. I didn't think about that. I do need to stretch more. Maybe like when I drink my water, I can just stretch. That's a good one. It kind of wakes you up, you know? Big morning stretches before... It if, the, if that's what you look forward to, I think that's awesome. You just get limber, you get all loosened up, ready to tackle the day. Yeah, I like that one. Um, somebody said to become more confident. Yes, I love this. I need to work on this one too. I ruminate. I, I really do. I ruminate on conversations that I have with people. I ruminate on things like my podcast last week. I woken up like four times being like, Oh my god, did I really put that out there for the whole world to listen to? Um, and sometimes that comes from a lack of confidence because I'm not fully secure with what I said or I'm not fully secure with what I'm doing. And I think this is so important with going into your endeavors because if you have the confidence, um, you can do anything and, and you can fake it till you make it and kind of get through that way. Um, to become more confident, you can apply that to anything. You can become more confident in your racing, in your school, you can do it in, in front of people, you can be more confident in social setting. Um, I need to work on that, yeah, because I think my ruminating comes from a lack of confidence, because I'm like, why did I say that in that conversation? Like, I did that yesterday. I had this really nice conversation with someone, but I just suddenly got so, like, I just started to just question everything that came out of my mouth, and, and then I walked away, and I was like, did I, did I really just, like, 
say that or like oh what if she thinks I'm weird or what if they think I'm weird or oh I shouldn't have told him that or you know I'm not confident I'm not sure with myself so I like that one I think you can do that I think you can find ways to set it up you know challenge like make like two one or two challenges for yourself per week of like how you can like combat your lack of confidence I think that's a good one um this one I, I saw this one when I came in and I was like hell yes focus on strength over scale and develop a better relationship with food amen a freaking men um let's talk about scales for a second um as we come to a close in this episode, this is probably like one of the last ones I'll read. Um, the scale. Whew, our society is so fixated on it. And in my world of profession in dietetics, I know it's going to be a big part of how I treat clients in like the hospital setting and, and stuff like that. And it is important. It is a tool that, that kind of gives us a baseline. But let me just tell you, the scale, when I actually think about it, means absolutely nothing literally because if I have a best friend who's four inches taller than me she's gonna weigh more on average because she has more of a person to carry her through if I have a friend that's like you know six inches shorter than me she's gonna weigh less because she's she has less body weight to carry around because she is shorter and no, that's not always the case, but I mean, BMI and it's all about your height versus your weight. And maybe me and that friend who's six inches shorter than me, maybe we look like we have the same composition, but our numbers are never going to equal. And that is something like everyone's so focused on a number, but it's like no one's number is remotely the same because everyone is so different. Some people carry muscle easier. Some people carry fat a little easier. Girls carry a little bit more fat than guys. It's just known fact. And I can get so heated about this conversation because when I was at my sickest and when I was the most probably unhealthy on a scale, like if you looked at like my overall health, my blood levels, my, my mental health, everything, I was the, the, I weighed the least amount in my life and it didn't equal my health at all. Like the number on the scale does not equal your health. It does not equal your worth either and I could get I could go into this forever so whoever wrote it or the person who wrote that in I really thank you for sharing that and I think that is an awesome awesome goal to have developing a better relationship with food because you're not self-loathing over the number on the scale and then you don't then you can feel like you don't have to punish yourself with food if you don't like what you see because the number does not equal health and I want you to remember that number does not equal health I mean the BMI is just a freaking tool that we use in our society but it doesn't mean anything get the athletes have a higher BMI on average because we have more muscle and you know there's so many little factors that they tell us in class even they're like what yeah well this is BMI that measures our goal of how healthy you are if you're in the healthy range underweight range but it's just a tool it does not tell us about the lab data it does not tell us about that person's mental health it's just I don't know it's just silly to me and and ever since I stopped weighing myself because the number was never let me tell you when I was at my lowest weight it was I wasn't even satisfied I wanted to see a lower number I wanted it to keep going and every time I met my quote-unquote goal I wanted to set a bigger goal and it's never, it's a, it's a loop. You never win. So I love this because your strength is way more important than the number on the scale. So thank you for sharing that. And lastly, someone said to get famous. Amen, girl. I think we all can relate with that. Um, Okay. So wrapping up this episode, thanks for bearing with me again. Um, This is episode number two. Please subscribe, share this with a friend. Um, I will be posting it on my bio, on my Instagram, as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I think they're coming in the next few weeks because it'll take a little while to upload. And I am really appreciative that you listened. Um, thank you. Spread the message. Um, I appreciate it if you reached out, reached out to me and shared these with me. Um, 
if any of these res resonated with you feel free to go in the comments of when i post the the episode cover um and kind of let's start a topic of debate about it and kind of talk about what resonated with you what you liked about it what you thought that you could change differently from what i said everything like that so i hope you guys have a great week whatever day you're listening to this um i hope you have a great rest of the day i hope this changed your mindset a little bit i hope you at least have like one goal that maybe you want to work on um and i hope you're getting closer to your goals so have a great week guys and i will talk to you next week